Our leader for tonight is Deborah. Um, thank you. Um, my name is Deborah, and I'm uh, actually I'm a very grateful compulsive overeater. I haven't always been grateful. I'm Deborah, not. Hi, <laughs> hi. Um, I'm not always grateful on a day-to-day basis, but the majority of the time I am grateful. Um, I would like to start out by saying I'm not a century person, um, and so uh, when Jackie asked me to speak, um, I, I said to her that you know that I'm not, and what I said to her is I'm a 40-pound grazer. And I say that affectionately about myself. Um, and uh, that's my sort of my path. And what's, interest, what's touching to me that I was asked to speak, I've not told my OA story in this amount of time in a really long time. So it's been really helpful for me to reflect on it, which is one of the reasons I'm really grateful. Um, because I came to OA 40 years ago. So the number 40 is pretty important this year. Um, and uh, and so I'll, I'll just start out with, um, I also want to say that my, I'm just going to tell you my truth with a small t, not the truth, because there is no the truth. That's what I believe. It's just my experience here. Um, I think it's helpful for people. It was helpful for me when I hear people's stories if I don't, because there's a lot of people in this room I don't know. Um, I came 40 years ago. I was 23 years old. I had just moved here from, uh, I got transferred here for a job. And I moved here from the Midwest and did not know anybody except the people I worked with. And um, I stayed in program and made like the best friends of my life. Um, and who are many are still my friends and I stayed in program for about 20 years and then I got really busy Uh, um, and I say that in quotes again trying to be compassionate to myself but I got married for the second time tried to have a baby was successful having a baby and you know had a big job and I just stopped going to meetings because I didn't have time and I really regret that and that's why I say it sort of uh, with air quotes around it and I was gone for 12 years. And what's interesting is that I didn't ever say, like, FOA, I don't believe it, it doesn't work. I never was, like, mad at the program. It wasn't really a conscious. It was sort of like I just got busy. My friends were still in program, and we would talk about it. But, like, somehow, I, you know, I just didn't make time for it. And um, I do consider I was gone 12 years I came back when my son was 10, and um, I do consider that like a really big relapse. <laughs> um, it, it wasn't so much the, uh, the weight, although I did come back um, about, uh, um, I don't know, 16 pounds heavier than I am now, I guess. Um, it wasn't so much the weight, it was like the emotional and spiritual like void in my life. Even though I would go back kind of in crisis to therapy, it was like my connection with the higher power was gone, really. And um, that relapse, to me, relapse is physical, emotional, and spiritual, just like recovery is physical, emotional, and spiritual. So I hope in talking about what it was like and what happened to me and what it's like now, I really want to make sure I'm talking about physical, emotional, and spiritual because that's really important to me. Um, so I, I came here, what do I want to say? I don't want to spend a ton of time on what it's like, but 
So I'm five foot 11, and I've been this tall since I was in like eighth or ninth grade. And what it equated to me was I was fat. And um, I, I hung out with two, my two best friends were short blonde, right? And I was just other and awkward and not comfortable in my body. And then I got a job in a grocery store and put on 40 pounds in a year. And it was um, when I was 15. What's sad is I, I would have told you I was heavy before that. But when I look at pictures, I wasn't. I was just tall. <laughs> um, but I still had this like body not being comfortable in my body. And then my compulsive overeating really took off. What I can tell you about before that and after, since, I can tell you major events in my life, what the food was, what it looked like on my plate, and how I felt about my body and myself and what I was wearing. Um, because the focus, uh, I, I just was really ill-equipped emotionally, and I grew up in a family where we did not talk about feelings. It was all about looking good, um, rose-colored glasses, la, 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 la. There was no room for a range of emotion. And I was a big feeling kid. And so I just stuffed, I learned to stuff it when I was got to, like, teenagehood. Um, and when I gained the 40 pounds in the first year working in a grocery store, um, surrounded by food, um, that was the beginning of like a 40 pound yo-yo, 20 pounds up, 20 pounds down, a lot of Weight Watchers, a lot of, um, my mom would pay for Weight Watchers if I lost weight, but not if I didn't. A lot of family shame about, is she eating a birthday cake this year or not? Cause my birthday's in the summer. Like, what would everybody think if we had to call ahead and ask to have fruit, right? So there was, um, I was the youngest of three sisters. My, my sisters were much older than me. And so there was just a lot of focus on my food um, and my weight. And, um, and of course, that was my, my focus, too. Um, I went to college. Um, the only time I was really felt good and really thin in college is when I was drinking a lot. I had a year where I just sort of went wild my senior year and partied a lot and, um, and I was thin until I started to drink a lot and eat. So the eating came back. Like it just, it, the, there was no, you know, there was no short, uh, you know, fix. Um, I took a job in sales where I got transferred to San Francisco, and of course, I'd never been to California, and I was going to come to California and get thin, because that's what happens when you move, right? That's the geographic, and um, I did not. I had um, started to put on weight by the time I graduated from college. I had grown out of the business suit my mother had bought me to start interviewing. By the time I graduated a few months later, it no longer fit. And then I came out here, and I did not know anybody, and I literally would go on my sales calls and then go buy food, and then eat food in the car, and then drive home, and then buy food, and then go home. And what um, scared me is that I came close, I was going to go over 200 pounds, and so I, I was like 190 some pounds, and it was like, oh shit, I cannot like get my... 40 pounds, my 20 pounds back, like it had gone to another level. And I did not know anybody 
who was in OA. We did not have the internet back then, um, 40 years ago. So, um, uh, dear Abby, if you you know wrote about it the, in the advice columns, and I remember reading about it. And I also had my family. I had a cousin who joined a cult who had had to be deprogrammed. And so when I moved here, that's what my parents said: don't go to any strange meetings, right? <laughs> You know, don't go to any strange meetings because look at what happened to her. And I thought, oh my God, you know, now I'm in all these meetings in church basements and hospitals and this is awesome. But they did have a friend who was in AA. So, and I knew that OA was legit because it was like AA. I knew nothing about it. I knew about it from Dear Abby and I dieted for two weeks because I actually didn't know if you're going to weigh me. Remember, I was like a Weight Watchers pro. So this is like um, cra- the craziness. And I came in, and it was that meeting over at, it was called Chinese Hospital, over in the inner Richmond. And they had a beginner meeting, and they had a bigger meeting. And I sat in that beginner meeting, and I thought, oh my God, this woman is talking about food, honestly. Like, she's saying what she does with food. And I sat in the big meeting, and then everybody was talking about that. And it blew me away. I was like, oh my God, I took literature and I asked the woman who led the newcomer meeting if she would be my sponsor and um, she's still in the program in Marin (laughs) and um, so anyway that's how I got here and basically um, I am hardwired to be dutifully compliant until I'm not I guess that's what I would say and I had a lot of rebellion I was kind of the black sheep of a very goody two-shoes family. And, um, but the dutiful compliance did help me come in and get abstinent because there was a plan. There was only one that you really should do, by the way. And so I came in and I got abstinent and I lost weight. And, and I did hear, I did what they told me to work the steps. Um, but there was a lot of shame around having, doing the food right. And if you didn't do the food right, um, you left, unfortunately, or um, I lied about it. So I lied to my sponsor, but told my best friend the truth. <laughs> and at least I was telling somebody the truth. And I think that's what I had to learn in this program, that the, like, I had to learn how to tell the truth to myself and be honest about what works for me and what doesn't. Um, I would like to, what else do I want to say about that? Um, I do get that, that I'm very grateful that someone, my first food sponsor, said, now you have to work the steps, work with her. And it doesn't have to be two people, but that's kind of how it was done then. And so I did, dutiful compliant. I went over and I worked the steps, but I'm really grateful. Um, and I started to develop these friends um, who were also coming to meetings. Um, so... Kind of fast forward, you know, I worked the steps a number of times. I stayed in the program. I lost weight. I did lose around 40 pounds. Um, I felt pretty good. Um, And I think I'm just going to fast forward. What else do I want to say about this? I want to say one thing. After I'd been in the program for five years, I got transferred to New York for my job. And I knew I could take that job because I knew there was program there. And I literally went to New York and I started to get, I lived in Manhattan and I went to a meeting like every day because there were meetings, many meetings every day. I could go at lunch, I could go after work, I could. 
And what was interesting is I went out to lunch with people on a Saturday afternoon after a meeting, because I knew no one there either, and they were all eating whatever they wanted. People ate pasta, people ate sandwiches, people ate, and I was like, I called my friend, and I'm like, holy, back here. And I said, oh my God, no one cares what you eat here. And it was the beginning of realizing that kind of controlling my food uh, didn't work, and the 12-step within relapse to recovery was being started here because people didn't want to leave and were having trouble with the food and couldn't get um, abstinent. And so going to New York helped me a lot to just, and the really strong recovery, and uh, I came back two years later, um, and... Um, all my friends were going to ACA, so I went to ACA for six years because that's where they were going and realized I'm the grandchild of an alcoholic. That's adult children of alcoholics. And I, I say that only because my OA recovery has been my foundation, and then I've had to go to other 12-step programs. I also want to say at the beginning, the first person, the newcomer uh, leader who became my sponsor said, Whatever you don't agree with or you're confused about or you don't understand, put it on a shelf. And literally that first phone call with her, I put God on a shelf because, remember, I was worried about you being a cult. So I didn't know what that God had anything to do with it. Um, I put ice cream and I put wine. <laughs> and those are the three things I put on a shelf. I just didn't know. Like, I couldn't imagine going without the other two. And I didn't know what happens. I'm very grateful I never had a drink since, although I consider myself the... Alcohol, I do consider myself having a problem with alcohol and an alcoholic. Uh, it's, it's so tied to the food to me that OA is my core. Um, I did take ice cream down often in my relapse, <laughs> um, and, um, and I'm grateful. I still try to remember to take God off the shelf every day, and I still forget about God 40 years later. So that's why I keep coming back. What do I want to say about the 12 years I was gone? I think I've said a lot of it, which was, I really just got disconnected from myself. And the emotional recovery, I did go to therapy when my son was four because I saw my anger pattern repeating my father. And, but I, um, I went to Weight Watchers to lose my weight after I had my baby. And then I would go walk around Lake Merced with my best friend who was in program. Like, I don't know. I don't know what was happening. But then I finally realized that, like, why am I came back to actually consider bringing somebody whose son was a compulsive, my son's best friend was a compulsive reader, and I was going to bring his mom so she could understand it, but I wasn't going to meetings. So I say to my friend, what about that meeting up at St. Aidan's in Diamond Heights? Because I moved like a block from there, and she's like, oh my God, you'll know everybody there. You know, like you'll know so many people there. So I walk in and I go, oh God, is so funny, because I never brought that other woman. I needed to come back. And I knew that the very first meeting, like, what have I, why have I not been coming? Um, so that was eight years ago. So what do I want to say about it? What's it like now? What I would like to say is a couple of things. Um, I, um, on the physical recovery, I'm really grateful. I have maintained about the 40-pound weight loss. I go up and down about five pounds. When my weight goes up, I pray for the willingness. It just And I need to either get honest with myself, pray for willingness to write down my food and send it to somebody because that usually always works for me because I'm not being honest with myself. Or there's something that needs to shift in my food plan because as you get older, you just can't eat the same way, you know, same amount. 
and then I hate that, and I have to mourn that, or I have to let go of something else, and all of that. I don't actually count. What I count is that I've been back in program for about three or four months wondering, oh, what do I have to do about the sugar? Do I have to give it up? And then Halloween was coming up, and I thought, that is just the kickoff to the holidays. And really, I know myself that isn't going to work. So that was about, that's about seven or eight years ago. I think it was the first year I came back on Halloween. Um, and I lost 14 pounds, by the way. Hmm. Did I have a problem with sugar? Yes. Um, so what I have for me um, is a food corral. People hear me talk about my food corral. And in the food corral, I have sugar, gluten, dairy, except I eat cheese. Um, of course, I don't drink anymore. And certain things will go in the food corral. I didn't drink coffee for four years because I had an underlying skin problem. Um, I've taken coffee back out once the skin problem went away. But um, the food corral are those things that are just, that, I guess that's how you'd say what my abstinence is. And... Um, uh, they're not for me. They're just not for me. I do eat three meals a day. I eat a couple of snacks. Um, I eat fairly moderately, and um, I'm grateful that the majority of time the compulsion is removed. Um, not always. And sometimes things have to come out of my house, and sometimes things have to come out of my food plan, because I, I live in a house with a lot of food I don't eat, because I have a very skinny teenage kid. And a lot of food in my house is just not mine. It's just not mine. Um, what I want to say is I love my food. I love what I eat. I eat out a lot. Um, I'm not at the effect of it, and I'm grateful for that. Um, emotionally, um, I was sitting in three OA meetings a week, um, really struggling and talking about my relationships and the trouble I was having in my marriage and with my teenage son. And so five years ago, I finally had the willingness, after years of visiting, to go to Al-Anon. And what I want to say is it's changed my life. And all I want to say about that is the reason I bring it up is because I needed that additional help emotionally. And the bottom line is still OA. And I have to come to OA meetings. I can't like go over here because when I don't go to OA meetings, it doesn't work for me because I am a compulsive overeater and I need to remember that. Um, and then emotionally, uh, I've seen, I've sought all sorts of different kinds of outside therapy, and it's really helped me. And um, and I'm grateful because my relationship with my husband has really transformed after a lot of work that we've done together. And my son's going off to college next year, and we're in a pretty good place after a couple of really rough years. And um, so, like, 12 steps are just part of my life. They're just, they are the foundation for my life. And the fact that I got here 40 years ago when I was 23 is a gift. Um, here's what I want to say about spiritually. I always say I forget about God on a daily, moment-to-moment -moment basis. I still need, I would wish I had more willingness to write, um, I did a writing practice for about 90 days. We're using an outside format, but it really worked for me, and I take a picture of it and send it to my sponsor. And, um, and I started again today because I've just had so much just, um, you know, fear of what's happening in the world. You know, pick a topic, you know. And I've had a lot of fear, and it's like if I have fear, I need more faith. The answer to fear is God. Um, and um, I did hear a great, I've heard a lot of acronyms, but I heard a great acronym 
recently about fear is like future future events already ruined and I am that is that resonated with me that's where I live it's like the worst case scenario is probably going to happen um but I do pray more I am willing to be quiet more that has never been my strength I'm a talker and so for me to quiet and quiet my um my inner voice um I mean, so I can listen, my outer voice, so I can listen to my inner voice, is um, I still rub up against it, you know? I'd rather go watch TV or text somebody or, oh my God, too much social media. So, you know, I, I, I get I'm powerless over a lot of things, and my goal is to be present, to be honest with myself and those around me, and um, I just came here 40 years ago because I wanted to be thin. And what I got was a pretty amazing life. And I'm going to keep coming back for that because um, it works, you know? And so I'm really grateful. Thank you for this opportunity. Mm-hmm.